Hello and welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondick, and today I'm joined with Daniel Fusco, who is an author and pastor, so stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone, to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike, and thank you for tuning in to today's episode with Daniel Fusco, author and pastor um, in the Pacific Northwest. And if you've been tuning in for some time, he was on a few years back as well. And uh, he's back with a new book, You're Gonna Make It. Uh, what, what a time for this book. I know a lot of us are thinking the same thing. Are we gonna make it? Um, and yes, you are going to make it. And there's an, this is an encouraging and a hope-filled message. Um, and one of perseverance, one of resilience. Um, how do we develop the character of Christ? How do we look to the person of Jesus as the author and the finisher of our faith? And so super excited for, for today's episode. And um, we dig into a whole lot, look through the scriptures, reflect on God's word, look at the book of Isaiah, in the Gospel of John and throughout. And um, before I turn over to the conversation with Daniel, just want to say if if you're able to um, leave a review or rating for this podcast where you're listening, or even just sharing it uh, with, with some friends or some folks that you know, be greatly appreciated if this podcast or any of these podcasts um, have impacted your life. I would be greatly appreciated. And so now, without further ado, here's my conversation with Pastor Daniel. Tyler, it's great to be with you and all the guys who are like us out there. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. We're we're here. This is uh, got got people tuning in across the country, and so I'm on the East Coast. You're on the West Coast. We got some Midwest folks, some Southern folk. So all all the guys like us are here. Um, well, I we were just I just was mentioning before the podcast. My head was nodding as I just read your book title. You're gonna make it, um, and know that that's been. Um, it's been a, it's been a sore spot. It's been a hard spot for us. Um, to not, you know, to, to be honest, the last few years here, um, and, uh, it's about time. And so I thank you first for your, for your work and your, your writing. Um, and I'm sure, you know, just a lot of thought and prayer has gone into this as well. And so just wanted to, you know, a lot of people are nodding their heads as we're, you know, more fatigue, more restlessness, overwhelm, stress. I mean, the list goes on and on, um, that, you know, there's, uh, it just across everyone, all different ages, generations and such. And so what, you know, what were some of the moments for you or maybe a turning point when this was like, wow, it's, it's, it definitely is hitting me right now of the, uh, you know, of the overwhelm, the stress. Yeah. So for me, Tyler, you know, like everyone, like I, I've had my head up above ground over the last couple of years. And so mm-hmm. I always try and write books that, um, that, are things that I'm looking for. You know, it's kind of like when I'm going through stuff, I'm like, man, somebody's like, we need books on that. And so then I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just go write it because I'm going through it and I wish I had like a good manual about it. And so, you know, I realized pretty quickly, you know, at the beginning of all that had gone on with the pandemic, like I was one of those people like, oh, this will be over in a couple of weeks and we'll move on. And then when I realized like, oh, okay, so this isn't going to move on. And even when it moves on, it's going to take us all a while to probably move on from all that we've experienced. And and just everyone I talk to, everyone I know, not only myself and my own family, but my church family, everybody I know, it's all the same thing, man. I just, 
you know, I'm stressed, I'm worried, I'm freaked out. Mm -hmm. uh, Adam Grant, who's a social psychologist, has been talking about languishing. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. You know, every, you know, as a, like I pastor a, a great church out here in Vancouver, Washington, and we have about 50 employees. Mm -hmm. And just kind of walking through it with all of them, like everyone's just kind of, you know, kind of, you know, strung out in a sense, you know, not, so, not necessarily on drugs, but just on adrenaline and just struggling. Right. So I'm like, well, I want to write a book about, from the scriptures, from, from the Bible, like, what does God's word say about resilience? Right. And how do we live that life? Like Jesus said, I've come that they might have life and might have life more abundantly. So like, how do we have an abundant life in a messy, lousy world? Like what we've mm -hmm. been experiencing. And mm -hmm. so that was kind of the genesis for it for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, was just kind of looking through and yeah, you mentioned resiliency, perseverance, um, good word. And I think, yeah, we, we, I've been trained, a lot of folks have been trained to like white knuckle through it or just to keep pushing on. Like there's just keep, keep going, keep going forward. And though that's, that is true. And we want to have a hopeful, optimistic future. It's, I feel like perseverance is a little bit different than that. Or, and so can you kind of talk through how the scriptures have informed you and just how you've been kind of processing and, and theologizing really, uh, you know, perseverance and resiliency, um, as we kind of read through God's word. Yeah, so one of the things, I, I kind of frame the whole book around something I call the resilience equation, uh, which is simply right. hope plus grit equals unstoppable resilience. Right. And so what I realized was that, like, so, like, you know, you're in Boston. I was born and raised in New Jersey. So, like, those of us from the Northeast, you know, you're kind of just taught, like, just keep going no matter what. You know, it's kind of like, it's just a kind of a, a, a culture, you know, and, and a lot of places in the country are like that. I live in the Pacific Northwest, which isn't exactly like that, which is a unique thing. It's just a different style mm -hmm. of people and how, and how people live. But what I realized was that it's very easy. If you just white knuckle it, you know, like you'll probably make it to the end. But by and large, we have a tendency, if we just white knuckle it, to be hard hearted and right. cynical right. by the time we get to the end. And like that is not biblical resilience. Mm. So I said like we need a hope-filled mindset and not hoping in hope, but really hoping in Jesus because Jesus is the hope of all nations. You know, he's God is the God of all hope. Mm -hmm. And so we need a hope-filled mindset that is informed by the person and work of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then you need to marry that hope to the ability just to keep moving forward, doing what you know to be right even if you don't know what the outcome's going to be. Mm -hmm. Because the alternative, if you just white knuckle it without hope, you end up cynical and hard-hearted. Mm -hmm. But if you have all the hope in the world, but you don't keep showing up, you'll actually never see what God is going to mm -hmm. do. And you, you have that picture of the children of Israel. Mm -hmm. uh, they were mm -hmm. wandering in the wilderness. And really there was only two people who got to go into the promised land from that initial generation that left Egypt because they weren't able just to keep on moving in the right direction without any hope of the outcome that they were hoping for. And so so part mm. of what I'm trying to unpack right, there right. is we need a, a biblical hope mindset, but we also need the ability to have character to keep doing mm. the right things, even if we don't know that we're going to get the outcomes that we're hoping for. Because I think you know, the, mm. the situational ethics of our culture is not helping us to, mm. to lead us into the life that Jesus has for us. Yeah. No, I, I really like how you, you frame that and the, the, the importance of both there, of that, yeah, that character responsibility, thinking about, yeah, like th there's, yeah, and we can get there of like what our spiritual health diagnosis has been and what we're seeing over the last few years, years and how that's been exposed perhaps, which I'd love to, to touch on. But then also, as you're saying, like if we don't have a solid 
uh, biblical hope, then we become cynical and hard-hearted, as you said. And I, and that's like, who wants that? Like get, getting to the end and then being like, you know, after all that, you're like, yeah. And it was, you know, it, it's, it, it, it all sucked, you know, or it wasn't good. Right. Um, so let's, let's kind of go back and unpack that. The, the kind of the, for some of us, we were very exposed. I could, it'd be interesting to hear at your, in your church context in the Pacific Northwest of like what our spiritual health looked like over the last few, few years, a lot of changes, a lot of moving. Um, yeah. What, what kind of, what was, let's, look, let's talk about the diagnosis first and then maybe we can talk about the sustainable future uh, way out of that. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, looking back, obviously hindsight is always twenty twenty, And when you're in the middle mm-hmm. of it, you don't see it as much. Right, but I right. think what, what happened over the last number of years is I think, you know, we had the, the church, the people of God, who I love so much, yeah. and I'm happy to be a part of. And I, and I love yeah. being a pastor. And I love yeah. the greater body of Christ. But I think, you know, especially the church in the West, in America, has mm. gotten pretty comfortable. Like yeah. we had our niche in the world. Um, they, you know, our, our church, we love our church. We love serving. We love being in the community. And then all of a sudden, when everything that went on with not only the pandemic, but then also all of the kind of social upheaval that we had in kind of successive waves, sure. uh, very quickly, um, we were became uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then the uncomfortability kind of revealed that like, we actually don't know how to bear up under trial or struggle, because we've gotten comfortable. So there's like an old saying, right, right. I have a friend who's a trainer, and he says, you know, you always need to train before the race. Like you can't show up at the race and hope that you like are just going to be able to win the race. Like you have to work on it. And in a, mm. in a world that, mm-hmm. which, and I love comfort. So I'm definitely not knocking comfort. Like right. I'd rather comfort sure. than discomfort, but, uh, we hadn't had those muscles worked at all where we knew how to kind of bear up under unique stressors and issues. Mm. And because of that, I think the pandemic, and the social, the, the subsequent social upheaval, sure. it really just, it was the great revealer. It revealed like, hey, like we don't do well at perseverance and mm. we kind of throw temper tantrums and whether we do them outwardly or just in our hearts, right. we have a tendency to lash out, not in love, but in anger. You know, all these things I think were revealed very clearly. And so I think from there, I, I started to realize, and in life I realized, I've always mm-hmm. told people that as a pastor, like God's doesn't want us just to survive, mm-hmm. but he wants us, he wants to teach us how to thrive. And mm-hmm. Jesus, I mean, scripture that kind of frames the book is, and my life really is in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, where it says that we should look unto Jesus, who's the author and finisher of our faith, who the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising mm-hmm. the shame and is seated down at the right hand of God. And so, mm-hmm. you know, right there, it's like Jesus had this hope, the joy that was set before him, God's glory, redemption of people, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. because of that hope, he was able to endure the cross and despise the shame. And ultimately he lands in this, he's seated down at the right hand of God, he, he's mm-hmm. glorified. And so for me, I'm like, oh, okay, all that's gone on, like we don't do well enduring the cross, so to speak, and despise mm-hmm. the shame. And not that's in the right. same way Jesus did, obviously, because he's the savior, we're not. But but in right. our own lives, like how do we walk through this stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And I, I like how you reference the book of Isaiah as well. and. You know, you have the, the, the early Isaiah, you know, pronouncing judgment on the people of God, Israel. You know, the, the, this, is, this is where you've fallen short. This, this is the disobedience. You know, you're, you're looking, you're being shaped by idols of, you know, the world. And then, but then there's a coming hope too. And then you have, you know, the suffering servant. And so then you have the, 
you know, the, um, the prophecy and the, the, coming, the coming Savior, the coming King as well. Can you unpack a little bit about, yeah, how we can look back and see the, the fullness maybe of God's plan and, and suffering as we see, you know, and why kind of you looked in the book of Isaiah? Yeah, so I mean, it, it is. Some people have, some uh, theologians have said that the book of Isaiah is literally like the whole Bible in miniature. You know, it's got yeah. sixty-six chapters. There's sixty-six books in the Bible. Oh, that's true. You yeah. know, you know the, the whole the, the division of uh, numbers of chapters in what would some people would call first Isaiah, but it's really the first part of the book of Isaiah, yeah. and then sec, you know, the second yep. half of it. Yep. Same number of chapters as you know. Uh, books in the Bible for the Old Testament, the New right. Testament. That's right. But I think what you really find in it is you find, I, I love the scriptures as a whole and Isaiah in particular, mm -hmm. because you really realize that God, God's goal is not to make us as uh, comfortable as possible. Mm -hmm. God's goal is to transform us, to be like him. Like there's a whole big section in the book. So I, I'm really looking through how do we build resilience in times of fear and worry, right. suffering and stress? Because I figure all of us deal with stress and fear and worry, right. yeah. and then unfortunately, at some point, suffering becomes part of the equation, sure. even if we haven't experienced it yet in yeah. some in some serious ways. And so, I really see that, like what God does in the people of God, and then we see it really in the life of the children of Israel. God uses stressful times, uncertain times, and times of suffering to really transform us and conform us into Christ's likeness, mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. be to make us like Jesus. So you think about like the children of Israel, like. God's like, hey, if you do all these things, I'll be able to bless you. But if you don't, then you're going to experience the effects of that sin. And it's going to be mm -hmm. all these cursings. And then mm -hmm. you read the, the history of the children, and it all happens. And you're like, oh, well, look, he right. said it was, was going to happen. Look, this is happening. Look, yeah. But ultimately, as the children of Israel, as they hoped in God, like you have that beautiful psalm uh, by mm -hmm. the rivers of battle, Babylon, where we sat down, we sang these songs, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. we longed to be back in our homeland, you know, and it's like, they're in exile, but they're hoping that God's going to bring them back. And then they come on back. And then, you know, all the, some of the things that they were struggling with that God sent them into exile, they never really struggled with that again hmm. because they learned those lessons because mm. they were hoping in God and they hmm. were continuing to try and follow him in the midst of a ton of hardship. And so I'm, I love the scriptures because it says that everything in there is for our, our admonition. It's mm -hmm. meant to exhort and, and encourage us. So I see in the life of the children of Israel, like they've gone through all this stuff mm. and there's always a remnant of people who keep learning and keep growing and keep uh, maturing in their faith, even in the midst mm -hmm. of really challenging, messy and, and, and uncertain times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and um, yeah, you're, well, you're just mentioning the person of Christ, person of Jesus. And it's so funny. I was listening. This song came to mind. It's like, uh, give me Jesus. For you can have all the world, but give me Jesus. And I sent that song to someone today just to encourage them. You're not alone. You have Jesus is with you. And so it's like Jesus is the fulfillment. He is the, the perfection of, you know, dealing with fear, dealing with stress and and all that. So how do we look to Jesus? How do we look to our the author and the finisher of our faith? Yeah. And and, and I think this is the, this question is not only the key to resilience and realizing that we're mm. going to make it, but it's actually the key to spiritual maturity as a whole, mm. because God is always inviting us to not rely on ourselves and our own resources, mm -hmm. but to like, but to, to look higher, to, to look up, you know, and see mm -hmm. God's salvation. And we mm -hmm. know that that hope has a name. His name is Jesus. Right. Salvation has a name. His name is Jesus. And so for us, so much of our struggles is in times where either we're freaked out, we're right. worrying, we're stressed, 
we don't look at Jesus. We look at our the object of our fear, worry, stress, or suffering. Mm-hmm. So, so we have a tendency to put our eyes on the the problem and, and not on God's perfect plan for it. And right. so, the work of the walk of faith and the mm-hmm. work of faith is simply to look above the waves. I mean, if you use the example of Peter, remember mm-hmm. he was Jesus mm-hmm. was walking on the water, and you know, you gotta love Peter. You know what I mean? Because Peter's like, Lord, if it's you, like. Let me walk on the water. And, and right. I just, I love that personality. And I, and I take comfort in Peter because I'm kind of like that, kind of yeah. like a shoot, ready, aim kind of guy, you know? And right. and Peter starts walking on the water until he starts noticing, oh man, like the, the waves are all over the place. There's a big storm. Mm. He takes his eyes off of Jesus and he takes his puts his eyes on all the issues. And he starts mm. to sink. But Jesus still saved him. And people, people always joke that, oh, Peter, you know, he sunk. He's like, he's actually the only apostle who ever walked on water too. So it's kind of a cool thing. But That's really funny, what yeah. you realize is you realize that um, we have to learn how to, with the eyes of faith, get our eyes off of the circumstances mm-hmm. onto Jesus. Because then you begin to realize that like, Jesus conquered sin, he conquered death. Mm-hmm. Jesus was able to thrive in the most ho- under the most horrendous circumstances. Right. And we're reminded that if God can forgive us of our sins, then God mm-hmm. has got more than enough power to help us through whatever it is that we're going through. You know, mm-hmm. if if God can bring beauty out of the the res, the crucifixion of Jesus, His own resurrection and ascension and mm-hmm. glorification, mm-hmm. if God could do that, mm-hmm. then like God can see me through this time of intense suffering because I'm physically not well. Mm-hmm. God can mm-hmm. really help mm-hmm. me with the uncertainty of my future because I actually know who holds my future in my right. hands, and so that's a battle. And I believe it's there's God is Jesus is always inviting us, but it really boils down to will we say yes to the invitation of mm. Jesus to, to look to him and to let and to trust that he knows what he's doing even right. when we can't fathom what God's going to do right yeah no, that makes sense trusting in God and that's and that's like a release though and it, it is it's freeing not looking to your issues because they're going to continue to cripple you but look to Jesus he has and if we do believe what he said you know who he says he is he's got a good plan and is working out a good plan. And so, you know, take comfort, be of hope. And so, well, thank you so much. And just a few few final things. First of all, where can we find you? Um, and then just would love, actually, I don't do this very often, but if you could pray for us as well, um, just for folks yeah. who are listening. Well, I would love to. Yeah, so my name is Daniel Fusco. So if you put me in your uh, favorite browser window, search engine, social media, I'm there. The book, You're yep. Gonna Make It, Unlocking Resilience When Life is a Mess, you can find wherever you like to buy mm-hmm. books, uh, you know, whether it's stores, uh, you know, box stores or uh, all the online things. And, um, you know, and there's a bunch of stuff. Not only is there the book, I have TV, radio, and sermons, yep. and podcasts, and all, you know, all the fun stuff mm-hmm. that we all do. Um, and uh, I would love to pray for everybody. And, and listen, before I pray, I just wanna tell everybody, listen, mm-hmm. I confidently wrote the title you're going to make it simply because Jesus has already made it. And really mm. Jesus is inviting us. He's like, listen, because I made it, you're more than conquerors. That's right. You know? And so I always tell people like, cause I had someone say to me recently, saying, how can you write? You're going to make it. How can you be so certain? I'm like, well, because Jesus already made it. Hmm. And that doesn't mean it's going to always work out the way we want it to, but it really means that it's always going to work out in accordance with God's perfect plans. Hmm. And because Jesus made it, I am so confident that no matter what anyone who's listening to this is going through, mm. you're going to make it because Jesus already has. So yeah, I'll let right. Thank yeah? you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Please. Yeah. Lord, I want to thank you so much for 
for Tyler. I want to thank you so much for the Guys Like Us podcast and the whole community. And Lord, you know each one of us. Lord, you see us. Hmm. You, uh, you know exactly what's going on in all of our worlds. Lord, you know the areas of stress and struggle, fear and worry. And Lord, we want to have that hope-filled mindset. Hmm. Lord, knowing that you are God and that you are good. Knowing yes. that you are the Alpha and the Omega, that you hold everything together in your mm-hmm. hands. Mm-hmm. And that, God, we can look to you and we can have hope because you've already done, you've already done all the heavy lifting for us. Mm-hmm. But Lord, we also ask that you would help us to keep showing up and doing the right things. Lord, I just admit that oftentimes when things are hard, I want to cut corners. Mm-hmm. I just see it in my own heart. Mm-hmm. I don't want I want I want to not do things in accordance with the what I know to be your will and mm-hmm. I sometimes just want to get certain things done. And so God, I just ask that you would help us just to keep on showing up, but mm-hmm. not just white knuckling it, but really showing up as an act of worship, expecting mm-hmm. to see your hands in the midst mm-hmm. of all of it. Mm-hmm. And God, and that you would lead each one of us into what Jesus called the abundant life, what Mm. we know to be life in the spirit or the walk of faith. The Bible uses all these different words for it. Mm. And so God, do what you want to do. And we just ask for the empowering presence of your Holy Spirit. Yes. You don't ask us to do it on our own. You say, hey, listen, I'm going to ask you to do it. I'm going to to encourage you to do it. I'm going to empower you to do it. Mm. And so God, I just ask that you would help us to just walk in the spirit. I always... I'm reminded that it's not a question of if we if we're believers in Jesus, if we have the Spirit. The question is, does the Spirit have us? And so, Lord, we just surrender afresh to who you are and what you're doing. And I ask that all of us that we would just see our lives as more than conquerors, victorious and abundant because of who you are. And I ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much. Uh, it's been a gift, of honor, and privilege having you. And thank you for your time and. Um, look forward to uh, coming months, coming years, whatever God wants to do with this book. Thanks so much, Tyler. Appreciate it, man. Thank you.